0: Vaccine Watch on Ireland's Classic Hits. All right, and joining me in the studio is my researcher and assistant producer. Ruth has joined us. Uh, Ruth, a little bit of a catch-up, I suppose, on what's going on. A lot of people are like very kind of confused about it. They hear all these names of vaccines. They don't know which one is which, which one will I be getting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So how many vaccines are there currently on the market here in Ireland, for at the moment?
1: So currently on the market, we have three. We have AstraZeneca, Pfizer and Moderna. Okay. Um, obviously, the AstraZeneca one isn't being given to people under 18 or over 69.
0: Okay. But and, that will be for the rest of the And world. that was because of research in relation to data and trials that they didn't try. Yeah, it. Yeah, they didn't pitch.
1: trial it on those age groups okay. completely, so they weren't fully confident.
0: Okay, We all. it's no secret at the moment that Ireland has been short of vaccines. Uh, and that's hoping to change, I believe, when the, there are other vaccines coming on the market. Which other ones are coming or are hoping to be approved in the near future?
1: So there's four new ones coming. It's the Johnson & Johnson, uh, Curaveca, I think it's pronounced. Sanofi GSK and then Novax and Valerna.
0: Okay, okay. and those particular vaccines, but I know the Johnson Johnson is a single dose vaccine, which is going to save a lot of time because the other ones obviously are double dose vaccines. Yeah. And the, 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 the gap between if somebody gets their first dose, say, for example, of the Pfizer, how long is it before they get their second dose, do you know?
1: It's two weeks for the Pfizer and for the AstraZeneca, I think it's at least 20, it's between 21 and 28 days. I'm All right,
0: sure. okay, so is it roughly about 10 weeks, I suppose? Yeah. In some cases, I know in Northern Ireland it's 10 weeks as well. Okay, and moving on, how many people now, I mean, have been vaccinated in Ireland? The, the government have been criticised that the rollout is slow. We're nearly two and a half months in, and in comparison to other countries, I know percentage-wise we seem to be doing okay with at some countries but you know numbers wise we seem to be doing very badly so how many people have actually been vaccinated or got their first or second dose
1: so as of the first of march uh 300,000 3, people have had their first dose and 142,924 have received their second okay. so overall that's 400,000 for oh my god 446,474 Okay. Of
0: fours. Okay, and I mean, look, don't get me wrong. It's a big operation globally, I suppose. Yeah. At the moment, I believe globally, but there's over nearly 300 million doses of vaccines have been given. The United States and the UK seem to be flying ahead with it when it comes to these vaccines. So, who are we actually doing better than?
1: Uh Well, percentage, like per percentage Percentage population, we're doing better than France, Italy, Spain, and it seems to be the EU countries, really.
0: Right, okay, and that's because, of course, Ireland has quite a small population of people, so we're looking at numbers we're doing badly, but if we look at percentages, we're not doing too bad, and this is what Stephen Donnelly talks about.
1: Yeah, we're on 6%, and they're on kind of 2-3. Okay, so
0: at the moment, we've been limited as to what the EU have supplied us with, but Stephen Donnelly made an announcement in relation to that yesterday.
1: Yeah, so he's going to go to the vaccination task force and see if there's any way that we can... Like produce or go around that and find more and vaccines them. to come in. Yeah,
0: okay, outside of the EU, which was something that he that he should have, you know should have done a long time ago. So, okay, the advice for people at the moment, the category that we're in currently at the moment, everybody's in a different category for you know priority for vaccine. The, the category initially, of course, for those in residential care or elderly people in residential care, and of course, frontline workers. Where are we now?
1: So we have to finish up that they're hoping that the vast majority of over 85s will be done by this weekend. Not all, just the vast majority. And then next week they're starting for with sixteen to sixty nine year olds with health conditions.
0: Okay. Um, so, it's so, so if you're 16 years of age to 65 years 69. of age or 69 years of age with a health because those other ones that are over 69 would have been done already yeah. uh, with a health condition or a serious underlying condition. Yes. Now they do give a list of underlying conditions. You can get, you'd can you have to go to the HSE website I'm, sure, I'm assuming to see that yes. because not every, not every underlying condition is class, classified as priority I suppose. No
1: and there's a couple different breakdowns for the severity of even the different ones. Okay, So like diabetes is on three of the different ones depending on your age and how severe your diabetes okay, is. Okay so they're hoping to
0: get 10,000 of these vaccinated next week, yes. uh, that seems to be the plan although we haven't hit our targets at all Stephen Donnelly last week, the start of last week said we'd have 100,000 people vaccinated by last Friday, did that happen?
1: No, we did 70, I think it was around 73,000 we missed it by nearly 30,000.
0: Okay, alright and, and, and he has set a similar target again this, this, this week, week yeah. and we won't know the results of that till Tuesday or Wednesday as to whether we hit that target or not. No. Because there does seem to be a problem with vaccinations not appearing in GP's offices.
1: No, but I think it is important also to say that they have found that ni- they found a 90%, 95% reduction of like transmission and the likes of that in hospitals where people have even had just their first dose Okay. so even just the first dose still seem to be making a difference to how the
0: amount of yeah more, how severely people end up ill yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely and I, I think that's a good thing for everybody in relation to if you if you think you're due the vaccine if you're in that category next week of 16 to say 69 with underlying condition or you're over the age of 69 you're 85 and you still haven't got a letter or something like that what's the advice from the government
1: The advice is contact your GP and they should have you on the list or they should know where you are on the list or when they expect their vaccines to come in to be able to then...
0: Right, but yep. not everybody contact the GP tomorrow, of course. Because, no, no, because of course unless not. You're no. Ca- unless you're in the category. Just if
1: you're in that category or if you have a family member who is in the category who cannot do it themselves.
0: All right, all right. Thank you very much indeed, Ruth. We'll get a bit of an update on that next Friday. And I do want to go, if I can, to Professor Jack Lambert, UCD School of Medicine. Good afternoon to you, Jack.
1: Good
2: afternoon.
0: Uh, Jack, the, the rollout has been slow, to say the least, I suppose, in comparison to other countries. Percentage-wise, we're doing a little bit better than other countries. Uh, but realistically, do you think the government are, are keeping up with what they should be doing
2: well well i think the thing is is we don't have control over the vaccine you know delivery i mean we're part of the european union we tendered with the european union other countries that didn't tender with the european union have much higher you know israel has a much higher rate uk has a much higher rate they're getting more vaccine america's getting more vaccine but we've been we've been we've been restricted so the the issue is really clearly are we 100% making use of all the vaccine that's shown up in the country and are we using that vaccine just as soon as it arrives to all the populations that we said we would target that's the question i think we we have to ask and
0: and do you think we're being successful in doing that
2: i i don't have all the data you know that's, yeah. that's the thing so so we have we have to kind of look at that you know okay. I, i've been that, so so that that's the story if if there's vaccine i mean, I mean Clearly the UK took the strategy of getting the first dose of vaccine to, into everybody. Our, our, Ireland's, you know, taken to, up, made the decision, we're going to hold a second dose of vaccine for the people we vaccinated first. Okay, you know. That, well, that they're, they're, it
0: looks like now there's 64 different vaccines in clinical development. So, as well as the ones that we know about, the Johnson and Johnson, I suppose, was probably the next one going to be approved, which is a single dose vaccine. Um, do you think that's going to be a little bit of a game changer when that comes along or is approved, and hopefully in the in the coming months?
2: Well, it's it's, it's not really any more of a game changer. If we got five million doses of the Pfizer vaccine, we could we could we could we we we, we could actually start vaccinating all 5 million people with two doses, you know, tomorrow, um, you know, I think the, the, so, and the same thing with the AstraZeneca vaccine, if we can more of that vaccine, we, we, we could roll it out. So the game changer is whatever vaccine shows up, if we can get it into Irish people just as soon as possible, that's going to, that's going to make a difference in terms of suppressing the virus um, and, and, Getting out of lockdown, getting back to a new normal. Mm-hmm. And then the whole issue of, you know, the mutant viruses. Mutant viruses don't replicate if, if there's not, you know, 500 people a day getting infected. If there's only one or two people getting infected, then we don't have the issue of worrying about, you know, the mutant viruses coming into the country because we'll all be vaccinated.
0: OK, so yeah, this is the, the next question I was going to ask you. In relation to variants, which is a word that's being used quite a lot in the news lately, uh, and it does put the fear of God into people when we, we think, oh, we're vaccinated, we're great, we're going to get out of this, this is great, back to the old life again. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's a Brazilian variant, a New York variant, should there be a two-mile Boris variant very soon, the way things are going. So, I mean, it, do they make a difference or can a variant, I know they can spread quicker sometimes, but can a variant be more dangerous if you've already built up immunity or you've already had a vaccine?
2: Well well the, the thing is viruses always mutate, and mm-hmm. then, if you look at the flu vaccine, they change the flu vaccine every year because flu you, you know you have to keep up with the new variants of virus with influenza, so it looks like we 're going to have to develop the same strategy with covid nineteen um, but but I think there's been an awful lot of scare mongering out there in terms of you know worrying about mutant viruses you know closing down the country to, to new viruses. We do have to we have to do mixed plans and strategies, but the big issue right now is we've got this UK virus mm. that is causing 90% of the, the, the new the new infections in Ireland. It's all over America now. It's, it's all over the world. That seems to be mo- the most aggressive virus in terms of infecti- infectivity. And, you know, it was here back in, you know, or it was here back in the summer, you know, it it, it was, it was around, you know? So, so I'm not sure that the Brazilian virus is already here. The South African virus is already here. You you understand? So that, that we, the cat's out of the bag, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, you know, that the horse is bolted, whatever you want to say. I think the critical part is get the numbers down through COVID prevention, get the numbers down through vaccination, and then we won't have, Replication of the virus—that seems to be the critical message.
0: Do you have a personal preference at the moment? Knowing that obviously you understand more so than I would or anybody else would how these vaccinations work, um, and you know these are very new to us, new to the world. This particular type of vaccination—is there a personal preference at the moment? People are saying, "Well, oh, the AstraZeneca is not as good as the Pfizer, or the Pfizer is not as good as the Moderna, or which one seems to be the more successful at the moment?" Do you, do you think?
2: Right, and the answer is whatever vaccines available, you should take. I mean, the, the, in, in Germany, they actually said we're not going to give the AstraZeneca because for the over 65 because right. we're not sure of the immunogenicity. They just turned the tables 100% and ch- changed their minds. And I, I would say all the vaccines are good at the present time, and you should take whatever vaccine that is available. And then there's, going to, there's going to be modified vaccines. There's going to be multivalent vaccines coming along in the next three to six months that will get the mutant viruses if you know the, the the virus variants, if if that becomes an issue, I would just say, get the vaccine that's available. Um, they they all work. You know, seventy five percent versus ninety five percent. You know, effectiveness. Yep. There's different studies that have shown different things in different populations. I would just take the vaccine that comes along.
0: Uh, just finally, Jack. Uh, just while I have you there, in relation to the story that seems to be the big story in the news this morning. And, you know, we had the Journal and other uh, Irish media running with a story yesterday where four stillbirths were possible links to COVID-19 under investigation by Irish health authorities, so much so that Ronan Glynn has added this to the statistics and now it seems that our deaths are 0 to 97 years of age and it seems we've included these four stillbirths in our suspected COVID deaths official figures whereas only 10 days ago, Sky News ran an article. Uh, the study was conducted by the Imperial College of London, published under the Ultrasound and Obstetricians and Gynecology Department, that COVID-19 in pregnancy is not linked to stillbirth so right. the two conflicting stories within 10 days of each other which has put the worry and the stress to a lot of pregnant women in the country currently at the moment what right. do you make of this story this morning
2: right well i i have a special interest in infections and pregnancy i run a I run a clinic in rotunda so this is an area of interest and i i i don't think we should be giving out information unless we have scientific Data and confirmatory data to support this. This really is the situation. Ireland's Ireland's a small country. Um, to have a few anecdotal cases, you know, that that haven't been confirmed, and to and to put that into the public media and have it communicated by our public health people, you know, when you've got a country like you know UK with sixty million people, much bigger, you know, database, who's saying there isn't an issue. I think. I think if it is an issue. I think we should investigate it, get all of our ducks in a row and all the right answers before we release it. Because it, cause what if it's a false alarm? Um, it's going to create. You know, they, they said, a they—they said I'm looking. Anxiety. Yeah,
0: I'm looking here at the Imperial College of London, and they emphatically say there was. Uh, they mentioned that last year there was more premature births, and that, they put that down to the fact that doctors were being cautious. But they said it didn't affect mortality, and they said there was uh, also no increase in the risk of stillbirth and low birth weight in relation to COVID nineteen. This is according to a study of four thousand and four pregnant women across the UK and US. So, I mean, that to me seems to be there's a full stop on it. But yes, the Irish media yeah. come out with this story, and because really? we had four. And look, logically, uh, sadly, when you have two hundred stillbirths in a country every year, you know, and you take the statistics in relation to positivity of COVID nineteen, you are going to get some people who will be COVID nineteen positive. So, really? are you saying this is just a correlation?
2: I, it's just a correlation at the present time. You know, it's a red flag, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't even be announced and in, in getting everybody, every pregnant woman in Ireland, upset. Prematurely, I mean, I think, I think if if it, if it was a real issue, don't you think it would have been coming out of Italy? It would be coming out of China. You know, they're, they're six months ahead in terms of the COVID epidemic. They've they've been studying the exact same thing. Um, so, I, th- I think we should look at it we should investigate it thoroughly, but I think it was premature to come out with that, and it's probably created a lot of... uh, Undue stress. Undue stress, yeah, I would say so.
0: Listen, thank you very much indeed, Professor Jack Lambert, UCD School of Medicine. I appreciate you coming on the air today. Also, by the way, can I mention, we're hearing a lot of stories of GPs not getting enough of the vaccine supplies. And one woman that got in touch with us to tell us how her dad, who is now over the age of 85, was supposed to get the vaccine on Wednesday. uh, But the GP's office uh, only sent out uh, leaflets, I believe. And Michelle is on the line. Michelle, good afternoon to you.
3: Hi, Ian How's it going?
0: There's a lot of confusion around vaccines at the moment, particularly when it comes to the GPs, not at the, at the vaccination centres, but more so with the GPs. And your dad is 85, and I'm sure he was looking forward to getting his vaccine and and feel a little yeah. bit safer in his world. Uh, and what happened?
3: Well, um, obviously, yeah, yeah, you're dead right. I mean, it's it's the holy grail. I mean, it's just it's some sort of hope that he might be able to get out a little bit more um, if he gets the vaccine. So, yeah, he was really looking forward to it. Um, he had been... Um, there had been rumours that the, our GP was getting the, the vaccine. They had been in contact with us, our GP saying that they were coming in, but um, they never materialised. And then we got the date on for last Wednesday for 2 o'clock to go in to get the vaccine. Um, they were starting at 2 o'clock because the vaccines were coming in that morning. Mm-hmm. They had four doctors, nurses, ready to rock and roll. They were just clearing the schedule, doing all the vaccines of the over eighty-five. And I got a call at about 12 o'clock saying, that uh, unfortunately, the delivery arrived and it was just a box of leaflets that they never got
0: And this is, by the way, the, no. your your story is not exclusive. This is happening no. all over the country, it seems. Um, yeah,
3: and at the time, like, we didn't know whether it was, you know, obviously, you know, what the delay was. They Obviously, they were furious because they had cleared their schedules with patients that needed appointments that they had to kind of defer um, yeah. to allow for a vaccine clinic to go ahead and... Um, so yeah, I mean, it put an awful lot of stress on them, and then obviously it set my dad back. Um, but yeah. in the meantime, he has friends and family that are around the same age and younger, even that are 83, 82, and have since been vaccinated in other clinics and
2: or, um, Yeah, it service. seems
0: to all depend on location, really, doesn't it? It's yeah, where, yeah rather, rather than priority, location seems to be the thing. It's where where you actually happen to be from. I mean, if exactly. you're if you're from Dublin, Cork, Limerick, or Galway, or maybe in one of the main cities, it seems to be easier to get it because obviously there's a vaccination centre. But if you're relying on your GP and you're an elderly person, I, I think you're in the lap of the gods, really. Here, aren't you? Yeah,
3: yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like we're we're in uh, like Dublin city centre, and I know. The reports on the news were saying it was a delay and that it was mostly rural um, GPs that weren't getting the vaccines. But I mean, I have we have relatives in Cork, um, Wexford, Wicklow, and they've all been vaccinated. And we're here, like in the epicenter of basically the virus in Ireland. And obviously, there was a huge concentration of the over of the over seventies category in. Of course, Dublin. well, they were there um,
0: most at risk, and- obviously, yeah.
3: 100% and they're, they're literally in the epicenter of virus spread and um, they're not saying Dublin should have been prioritised over other counties. But given the fact that the risk is greater, you would think that they would Well, with a gen- to, yes, but a
0: denser population and, and elderly people who want to get back out again and they want to meet their friends and they want to do yes. a little bit of shopping or whatever it is and have a life back because, unfortunately, and, and at, you know, at 85, they don't have much left of their life, unfortunately.
3: No, and that that generation as well are, are very, um, by the books, they will go by whatever... They're is, told, yeah. You know, they're being told to do. So they won't deviate from that. So, like, I mean... My man my passed away only six weeks ago. No, it wasn't COVID-related. but
0: Okay, I'm sorry. My condolence year, to you, by the way. I'm sorry to hear that.
3: Thanks, but the, the last year, she was literally, you know, she couldn't go anywhere. And obviously, um, the funeral and all the restrictions, and Dad hasn't seen his family from the country because they couldn't come up. And it was just, this vaccine would have meant that it was the start of maybe even being able to go to see people or to be able. To yeah, and them. your
0: dad must be in a difficult place now after losing his wife I and and dead. yeah and and obviously at his age as well. And he's I'm assuming he's kind of staying at home all the time now, is he?
3: He is, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm carer so I know that there's another that's another day story about care being vaccinated in In my my opinion, I think. Protect him, first. Protect those older, 1st so them Don't worry about it. And by the way, was
0: there, is there any suggestion, as a carer for your dad, is there any suggestion by Stephen Donnelly recently, I know he was asked about this, about, you know, you getting some level of priority. Now, I'm not saying, you know, being bumped right up to the top or anything like that, yeah. but certainly getting a level of priority. It seems you're looking after somebody in a vulnerable situation.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, like, I agree with that to a certain extent, but obviously, in my opinion, I think they should be protected first.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, if Force. I got
3: it, now, um, obviously, there is a risk there for me. If but I it's did minimal, it, but yes. The likelihood is that I would just get over after a week or two, or whatever. And in the, in the interim, while I was sick, I could probably we put, try and arrange something like we crossed that bridge when it comes to us. But yeah. my concern is if he got it, it would probably have a worse outcome than if I did. So I would much prefer that he was top of the list as opposed to me. I mean, yeah, I do agree that family carriers should be on that priority scale somewhere along in a phase um, and they are not mentioned. Um, and yeah. I think that is bad. Like even, I know there was an argument yesterday about who would bump off the list. But I think the argument was that they should have been on the list in the first place. Absolutely, I couldn't, ag- I couldn't agree, I list. couldn't agree
0: with you more. There certainly should be some level of priority. Listen, I, yeah. hope, you, I hope your your dad Michelle gets his vaccine very soon yeah, because God. obviously gives him peace of mind, and that's what he wants. He wants a bit of peace of mind so he can get back out again. Uh, obviously, with a right. reduced risk of you know being infected and uh, yeah. you know and and succumbing to. Sadly, a lot of people have, uh, of that age group have been very unwell. Listen, thank yeah. you very indeed, uh, much indeed. Michelle. I appreciate you coming here. Thanks, bye. Vaccine watch on Ireland's classic
2: hits.